All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuckadelics? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Obviously, I am broadcasting from somewhere other than my garage studio in Los Angeles. I'm out in the world. I'm out in the Canadian world. I'm in Canada having a vacation. Is that okay? I don't take many vacations. I travel a lot, but I don't do the vacating much. So, right, is that a word? Vacationing, I think. Vacating, that would mean something different. That would mean I'm leaving, right? It doesn't matter. Uh, I don't need to look anything up. Vacationing is the word I'm looking for. So I'm, uh, I'm away for a bit, but I, I did want to uh, continue to do my podcast while I'm away, as I am want to do. Is that how you say that? As I am want to do? As, as, as I do? First of all, before I even talk about who the guest is, it was exactly 13 years ago today we released the very first episode of WTF. That was September 1st, 2009. Is that crazy? Is that crazy? I mean, do you remember? I, I barely remember, but I kind of remember the panic. I remember the panic of probably the first eight years of doing this show, this constant fucking panic of making sure that we honored our responsibility and our uh, our promise we made to ourselves to put up a new show every Monday and every Thursday, no matter what, since September 1st, 2009. And there have been some crazy times. I mean, the show has evolved. Initially, there was like nine podcasts in the world that people listened to. Uh they were they were around. I'm not saying that you know we invented it, and I and I won't say that. I I don't. I I think we we kind of helped to define what n- the new world of podcasting is, the business and whatnot. But at the beginning, we were doing it in the middle of the night, not even the middle of the night, but after hours at a radio studio, and uh, it evolved into what it is now. But from the very beginning, it was always we got to do the two shows. And there's been different varieties of panic. And then there was also the panic about social media platforms, getting it out there. How does it all work? It was the fascinating thing about the whole thing, especially given where podcasting is currently, is what it was like at the beginning and what it all became. Uh, it, 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 it's just, it's kind of unreal to me to think that we started by stealing time in a radio studio with random segments, some guests. It evolved uh, more when I moved back to LA and I put it in the garage. The garage was not set up as a studio. It was uh, full of just junk that didn't fit in my house. And then uh, it became more of an interview show with a third act that was usually some sort of fake guest act, a comedy piece. And then as it evolved into an interview show and things built up around it, that uh, you know we saw the whole, the whole business kind of evolve and 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 grow around us. You know, we were at the ground level with a lot of different fights that we had to fight, you know, patent troll fights, you know, figuring out how to get advertising and, and watching that business grow alongside the, you know, uh, networks growing alongside and, and everyone kind of rose at the same time, those of us who stayed in it. And we saw it literally become a business. I mean, at the beginning, we had two advertisers. We had maybe three. We had Adam and Eve, which was basically sex toys. We had Audible, which was, you know, Audible. And then we had Just Coffee, which was uh, something we carried over from a streaming video show. We did Break Room Live back in the day when people couldn't even stream it. It was We did streaming video before anyone was really able to stream. Uh, 
I actually did an internet podcast type of show before anybody was able to do it. This is not a test I did for Microsoft on Broadway Video's Dime. Jeez, I don't even remember what year it was, but I think it was it was a live sort of audio show with visual components that would happen simultaneously. This is before any kind of video technology. And it turned out, you know, we put a lot of work into it. A lot of big guests were part of it. Uh, Phil Hartman, I interviewed on that. Conan, it was because of the Broadway video poll. Uh, A lot of guest segments. And I don't think anybody was able to listen to that that wasn't in the Microsoft building or on the Microsoft campus. But moving from where it became, where it came from, which was, I remember when we first started doing this, in order to make it a job, uh, we offered tiers of membership, you know, like donations, like uh, NPR kind of thing. And you'd get swag uh, if you gave a certain amount of money, a monthly donation thing that, that would kind of recur. And I just remember my entire house being filled with envelopes, some with T-shirts, some with stickers, some with postcards, you know, just sorting that stuff out with just these these Excel spreadsheets of all of the subscribers and, and oh my God, running a bit. I, uh, it was, uh, it was quite a time. And here we are as a podcast and as a world still going actually stronger than ever, uh, 13 years later. So, uh, I guess I, I, I can say happy birthday WTF. Can I say happy birthday WTF? Sure. I can. And Whitney Cummings is on the show today and she was actually on Back in 2010, on episode 106, this was the only time we really had a full hour-long conversation, although we see each other like all the time. Uh, She was on my IFC show, Marin, and we work at the Comedy Store a lot, and we text each other occasionally. She's got a new uh, special out on Netflix called uh, Whitney Cummings Jokes, but she was one of the original, like in the first, with the second, the second hundred guests. 2010, isn't that crazy? A little other business here. Back in 2019, we had a comic named Justin McKinney on the show. You can go back and listen to that episode now that it's out from behind the paywall, episode 1041. And you can hear his story about joining the police force and giving it up for comedy. He's got a new special that's out today. It's called Justin McKinney on the Bright Side, and you can watch it on YouTube. If you haven't heard his episode, give it a listen and then go check out his special I've gotten a little reaction, and I, and I want to talk about how my classification of boomers, I'm willing to admit uh, overgeneralization, because I realized something the other day, that when I talk about baby boomers and me being uh, you know, one of the last ones out of the gate, and I judge them and their selfishness or their ego, or I say things that, you know, the, this, this, uh, so much of the cultural chaos we're going through is at the hands of uh, you know, uh, the dying of... Uh, of boomer egos. I'm usually talking about, you know, men, uh, of a, and I'm usually talking about them in the arts or in the, you know, uh, political game. I, I do make a generalization, but I realized it was kind of broad and I'm willing to make that exception because I feel like it, it was too broad because when I really think about people who are still active politically and, and in some ways doing the right thing, on a progressive level and in an activism level and also in nonprofits and in helping people, a lot of times it is still that generation of original activists and people who were involved in the first wave of pushing back in the 60s. Sadly, they are a lot of the people that are still kind of, you know, doing the work 
of of trying to fight the good fight. I mean, a lot of us pay lip service to it. A lot of us may tweet a few things and and speak up here and there. But I think a lot of the boots on the ground are still some pretty old boots of a generation of uh, original activists that I, I, I apologize for lumping in uh, if it did seem that way in my generalization of the that generation. Uh, I think that was... I think that was somebody brought that to my attention. And I think it's correct. I think that usually what I'm talking about, it seems, are a handful of dudes that that seem to have a lot of uh, of sort of cultural uh, uh, capital that you know are clearly acting from uh, uh, aggravated ego dimming. <laughs> Sorry, I, I it just sort of like. Uh, people want to, they, everyone wants to go down shooting in this country. And these guys who are 70, 80 years old, uh, look, everyone should be able to, uh, to have a good time. But, uh, I just sometimes get the sense that they're bringing the whole fucking world down with them. And this is, it's a broader conversation. And I simplified it by, by hanging it on a generation without giving credit to the fights that were fought by that generation, by people who fight the fight, as opposed to people that, are completely self-involved, give zero fucks, are myopic, and only care uh, about themselves and what they have to say, and also, you know, making exceptions for the worst of things, uh, culturally and politically. Okay, how's that? Is that a is that a mea culpa? What did I just do? I don't even know what I just did. I feel like it made sense. So, did it make sense? All right. So here we go. Um, Whitney Cummings is uh I'll, I'll be honest with you. you you know we go way back uh, we had i remember you know, i think we might have talked about it on the original episode a decade ago or whenever that was 2000 and uh, what did i say 10 so more than that 12 years ago many years ago i think after the demise of my second marriage i kind of i had a crush on whitney and we were on the road together working and yeah i mean i, I tried to uh to see if it was reciprocated it was not but since then uh, we've been, I wouldn't say we're, I, you know, it's a weird thing about comedians that there are certain comics that I came up with, not in the same way that uh, it's a, it's similar to, to Jews. Uh, let me explain. There is some sort of bond we all have, uh, comedians, uh, you know, there's many of us, but there are certain core people that we've, I guess if you spend a decade or more working around people, you don't have to spend, you know, some, a lot of free time with them or, or necessarily see yourself as having a, uh, you know, uh, a, 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 a friendship in, in the standard way, but just the fact that we've, we work together and you respect people's work, that there, there is definitely a bond in the community. And I've always, uh, loved Whitney and I've always been impressed with her work ethic and her energy and her humor. And I got to be honest with you, lately, she's just raw and does and just fucking all in. And it's just it's kind of great to watch. And I was happy to talk to her. Um, her new special, Whitney Cummings Jokes, is now streaming on Netflix. And uh, yeah, so so this is me talking to Whitney Cummings. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I can't, I don't know. You know, we don't have kids and it's better off. Together, we certainly don't. No, I, I, I don't have any anywhere. Mm -hmm. You don't have, you, you can't hide a kid. You don't have one. But don't you feel don't good about it? I don't have a kid. You know, Do I... Do you have a llama or something? I don't have a llama. <laughs> 
but I am in yes. close proximity to la- what's the plural of llama? I think llama. To llamas very llamas. frequently. I do want to say really quick. Just, You're close proximity to llamas. What's that? You're in close proximity to llamas. Yeah, yeah. I do. I have um, rescue horses, and there's llamas at my ranch where the horses are. Oh, you have a ranch? It's not my ranch. It's where my horses are, though. It's... You rescue horses? Mm-hmm. You go out into the wild? Yep. And find wild horses? Not wild horses. They're getaway horses. Those don't need to oh, be Oh, saddled rescued. horses? Um, abused horses. Abused show horses, race horses, dressage show horses, uh, horses that are abused. Do you find them new homes? Uh, yes, I'll rehabilitate them and find them new homes. Or put them in an equine therapy program, and they'll be used for kids and oh, okay, assault okay. survivors. It and- seems like a tough sell. Like I mean, you, might, you can barely, barely get away, get dog, get rid of dogs at a shelter, and you're like, do you need a horse? <laughs> well, horses are, can provide transportation. Uh, they can actually <laughs> yeah, get you somewhere. Back in time. Yeah, they're where... My- <laughs> They're way more useful. I do want to just close I'm this sorry. one hatch. Okay, sorry. In between you close being interesting and why? Yeah, like or just a circle. I like it. I like it. So I get on my beverages and I was somewhere and I just uh, see it as taking care of myself. Yes. Self care, making sure right. that I'm able to show up for yes. you and not sort of have a cotton mouth, dry mouth, or my ADD <sighs> kick in or be hungry and distracted. And um, look at you. You're already exhausted by me. Um, no, I'm not. I'm excited. And someone went, oh, so you're neurodivergent. Neurodivergent. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she was like, well, this isn't, oh, you're not autistic? This is an autism thing, like needing many beverages. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, sure, yeah, sure, yes, kind of. <laughs> so yeah. the beverages are always a big thing. No, I mean, I, I, it's good to travel with things to put in your mouth. <laughs> True. I mean, I mean, that's what it is, not ne- yeah. neurodivergent. You just want options and you want to be able to have these things. I just think it's sometimes hard to stay like concentrated in podcasts and I like to just make sure I'm not distracted. When was the last time I talked to you? On this show was maybe... 2000 and... Uh, maybe 11 years ago. 11 years ago. Yeah, it was deeply traumatized. So it was? Deeply traumatized. Yeah, you said you had to work something out. You had some, you like, know what? You no. settle some sort of score? No. <laughs> no, it was more... I think the first time I was on here, it was before I had really, you know, I had just sold some TV shows. Right. And uh, it was just such a, I just remember leaving and just feeling like, ugh, like I feel like I had disassociated. I feel like I um, really didn't know you that well and, right. and didn't deliver on any level. So you, you were hard on yourself about that? Well, you said something to me that just like stuck okay. with me. Yeah, and what is that? In the back of my mind all the time, you'll both love and hate how much real estate you take up in my brain. You said to me, you're like, so you do like jokes. Right, yeah. <laughs> It, was, it took me forever to realize how like 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 I didn't realize it was an insult till like half an hour later. Was it an insult? In the interview. I don't know. And then cuz I was like, yeah, I do jokes and here's how I do them and then I was like, oh wait. <laughs> and the name of my new special is Jokes. And, and that's my fault. <laughs> that's not your fault. This is like your payback. No, it was just my way of just going like, you know what? I do write jokes. I do do jokes and maybe that's okay. This is what I do, and I've spent so much time having Marin in my head. But what's the alternative to that? I don't know why. I don't. I mean, I I do uh, my version of whatever the fuck. To- I mean, uh, totally, but yeah. I just whatever. Oh, just yeah, both yeah. of us I, where I we dim- were. I diminished t- you somehow. Not uh, no, not even. I don't I, think come, I boxed you in. You're just a little <laughs> joke machine. I think we all hurt people's feelings by accident all the time, yeah. and we get our feelings hurt when people aren't intending to. It was just. Do you ever look back at moments in your life that yeah. had such a giant impact on you, and mm. the person that did it probably has no fucking clue? Oh yeah. 
All the it time. was just that because I yeah. remember at first being grappling with it and being like, "Be more conversational. Be one of those storytellers <laughs> that takes viewers on a journey." Well, and all that was in there. Yeah, I think you unpacked it properly. And then <laughs> later, I was like, "I do do jokes, and I'm fucking proud of that." As people are just like comedians or virtue signaling and lecturing and giving TED talks, and I'm glad I just write jokes. And but I think we all do jokes if you're a professional comedian. I think that whatever anybody says about storytelling or this and that, that mm-hmm. the ultimately if you're trying to get laughs mm-hmm. and you do it there's there how you do jokes and i'm also just like i'm at the i am such an unapologetic tryhard like i don't know what virtue signaling means totally it just means like um people that are i think it happened a lot during the pandemic when comedians were just like looking for ways to get attention and clout or fill the void or whatever right. it was because they couldn't get on stage and it was a lot of just like whether it was you know and i'm not the person to weigh in on this i think a lot of people would say like that black square for black lives matter was virtue signaling just the idea well, of, like, i mean i know i kind of know what it is but i don't know how like because i performative activism is that I a guess, better well, phrase I mean, but there but there is no other way to do it is there now how about i mean the, but you want comedians to... started doing things they would make fun of other people doing i guess some of them i don't know you never know who anybody is of until, course until of you course. do and i'm generalizing but, but like when you get on stage and you're like you know i'm probably going to get canceled do you really think you're going to get canceled i mean isn't like isn't that sort of a, a at this point kind of a hack line this idea that like oh well i'm gonna take a risk here hmm uh, have you done 30 minutes of trans jokes yet? <laughs> no, but I talk pretty frankly about yeah. you know fascism yeah. and, and gay. I, I think I mean, you I are uncancelable. I think that's for so me, not true. That's so not true. All unless, takes, unless you committed a crime. Right. Or it just it, or, or somebody twists something a, a certain way. I understand the idea of it. But I mean, it doesn't seem like your trans jokes are on the wrong side of things. Who's going to cancel you? No, they're not at all. But I, I take umbrage at that because I don't think you realize how much people want me to fail. Who's that? I don't think you, whether you know or don't know, I don't think you realize how many people- Because you're a woman? I don't think, I don't even think it's that. Because you're Whitney? I I think I bring up a lot of emotion in people and I think I trigger people deeply and I think uh, I'm polarizing and I I think I- Based on what? What's happened? This, I just, think that people have strong reactions to me. How, I think have, people have strong reactions to all female comedians. I think yes, it brings up I mean, a lot. I think that's you true. love them or you hate yeah, them. Yeah, right. You know? But and what's I, happened to make you aware of this? I think just um like have people come up to you with like, you know Have you seen and, your tweets to me, Morgan? <laughs> those are just funny. I know, but I'm just saying right. you like I get it I get it pretty rough and I never really talk about it. I don't yeah. it doesn't affect me on a daily basis. Yeah. But I have found there are certain things that if I say them up top uh-huh. they afford me a little bit more oh, later I see yeah and I think that um I'm someone that people really want to a lot of people want to see fail huh and um I think that people do, do you have, have a, tried in all kinds of ways or go like you were friends with this person or you knew about this thing or you oh, oh a delay and shit well just a lot I mean yeah. tons of things yeah, and yeah. then uh who are those people what side do they come on are they just people who are, are resentful or do you find they have a position a side or it start i mean it's always been the case with me i mean i remember even when i would come to the comedy store just in the very beginning but yeah. you know just i was just scared and anxious and yeah. trying to be a good comedian and in the beginning no one is is my guess you know yeah. and whether i was or not and it's very confusing because it's like you suck but also you're so successful like which is it you know yeah. so i think that people if i'm not good enough people are mad about it if i'm too good people are mad about it if i'm successful people are mad but aren't you let me ask you a question what 
Um, not everyone, but and my tweets to you, I know sometimes they're a little. That, they're and I'm meant joking, to be funny. but I'm yeah, saying yeah. You're, we're friends. Right, but I'm right. saying the amount of, of when, when I see a picture of you hugging Santino and I and I tweet monsters. <laughs> that's I, not what I'm. I'm totally being facetious with you. Yeah, uh, and I love no, you. And I've, I wouldn't I've, be here I've, if I've I didn't. Some, uh, I've done some. I've done some kind of mean ones. I know, but you. we have a we're I know, friend. We have, we're, a we have a thing. But let me ask you this: you know, because you're saying people, people, people. You know, they they think this, they think that. But I mean, aren't you making a lot of that up in the same way that? we get our feelings hurt by 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 projecting personalities onto things i mean i know that people tweet at you and women comics definitely have it you know much worse but i don't think there's a room full of people at any given point in time wanting you to fail i think people like you and you know you're doing good comedy i agree thank you but i'm just addressing the one thing you said of do you really think you're going to get canceled well i mean but being canceled is different than like you know assuming that people want you to fail Okay, so I am just telling you yeah. <laughs> why I do that sometimes yeah, in the yeah. beginning. Right. Oh, yeah. To Be- get to, yes to and get people loose. You uniquely hear it because I'm usually following you at the comedy store, going before you. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't say that on the road. I don't ever say that. But right. If you're gonna right. be like, that's kind of a hack line. I have to say why I fucking do it, and that's why you don't Sorry. have to agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it's um. It's yeah. I mean, it's the only reason I say that is is out of love for you because I think that uh, you know, on some level, these people that are sort of like, no, I'm anti woke, and that's why I don't get work. I'm like, yeah. is that why? I don't think any of that's true. I don't buy that is total bullshit. I, of trust course. me, I am totally on your side. None of that is yeah. real. That whole we can't say anything anymore. That's yeah. not true. Kind of say stuff. You can say literally whatever Everything. you want. Yeah. You just can't be unfunny. It just might be consequences. Yeah, literally, if I say yeah. don't cancel me, that's probably my way of going. Yeah. This might not be a funny joke. Yeah. That's why you should be canceling people. And it's like. It's always coming from the people that like how you never said tranny before. Yeah. Why do you need to say it so badly now? Exactly. Like, you know. So yeah. I think it's more. But comedians, I don't. I also think we shouldn't be surprised by this. Is we're professional fucking babies. I mean, comedians, yeah. you know, complain Whiny about sugar babies. cookies for forty minutes. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Really? Who's doing that? Well, that would be Gary Goldman's sugar. sugar remember, he used to do the black and white cookies, the sugar oh, oh, cookies. Did he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's like yeah, yeah. we'll complain about anything. Sure. Yeah. You know, Seinfeld will complain about raisins for forty minutes. Like we, uh, this is what we do. Genius. We. <laughs> we get wildly offended by the tiniest modicum uh, of, of judgment or all criticism. I know is like, all I'm dealing with on any given set is sort of like, am I going to open my heart and sort of be a warm entertainer or I'm going to or I'm going to make these people pay? I love watching you right now, Mark. What? You are in a fucking zone. I mean, you obviously. You too. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Really? Thanks. Uh, really? I really. I like. There's like. I'll, I'll watch you right when you take the stage. I'm like, wow. She's 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 all in. <laughs> <laughs> there's no no filter anymore. <laughs> but also, so are yeah. you, just in a different way. No, sure. No, I, so I, I, I think so. Yeah, I Would think we're in our in our groove. Imagine if I went up there and looked at a notebook and was like. I'm half here. You, yeah. I mean, how annoying would that be? Yeah. The only thing more annoying than a comedian who's all in <laughs> yeah. and committing really hard and we roll our eyes like, oh, here they are doing their job. Well, it's just interesting that there are people that really, I mean, I find that I, I get, a, like, especially at the comedy store because it's like a, it's like a trauma factory for me yeah. from way back. So... But sometimes I get up there and it really fucks with my head. You know, it, depending on the room. Like, sometimes the main room, you're like, how is this not a good room now? Why is this audience like this? I don't even... I, I That so, room is such a mind fuck. I, and, I don't and, even know why we do it. Because it's like, it's sort of interesting, mm-hmm. you know, but then, you know, there's a... I don't know. It's I'm the con- only I'm, room I feel insecure in. 
to it, this day. And maybe it's because you're in the fucking back going, oh, she can Not me. I'm the guy in the back judging you? No, no. Do you know how much of a nightmare it is to work on new stuff knowing like Mark Maron's pacing behind you, behind the curtain? <laughs> you think not, that's a fucking blast? Uh, I, I, but, but it's I'm, all I'm thinking. I, I'm like, you I'm heard not this joke the last guy. night. I shouldn't I, do this joke. I'm not the one. I like you. I know, but you have to... I'm, like, I'm trying to make a point that you're making things up. <laughs> I understand your argument, but I'm here to clear it up for you. I'm not back there pacing, thinking about you. I'm just sort of like, oh, fuck, now I got to... Oh, I know. know you're not thinking about me, but I think that it's fascinating that that still... I'm on Team Whitney right now, you... and I, I never really wasn't, so I I'm not that. the guy. I believe that. No, I believe that, which is part of the reason I can would talk to you yeah, like this yeah. and you know, drive yeah. three and a half hours uh, to wherever we are. And bring a tent. <laughs> I did bring three bags with me. I didn't know what I was in for. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I think that it's a testament to how much I love you and how much I respect you. Yeah. And I want you to think I'm funny. I want you to be proud of me, but I know... <laughs> that it's I am. If, if you don't that's I am. also okay no, I am. I am. it's taken me I 10 am. years to Too realize I, I'm not writing jokes just for you <laughs> <laughs> it's really liberating <laughs> would Marin like this yeah you do jokes although sometimes things happen to me do yeah. you have any comedians in your head where something happens or you think of a joke and you're like oh this should be for like Dana Gold or, sure or like, yeah I had a um, raccoon yeah oh what, what, what happened with that Family. I've got a couple of things. That, yeah, I got to ask you about. There. Oh God, You're why looking... we haven't we haven't really talked at depth in like thirteen years? A it's... lot has happened. I'm glad you agree with that. What? Because I was driving over here. I was like, him and I, we definitely haven't had a conversation in like twelve years. Uh, I it know. wasn't just a hey, hey, how's it going? I know. You know? Well, it, sometimes we, you spin out in the green room. You'll spin out a little bit. Yeah, you'll go. You'll kind of go on a thing. Am I a person you see in the green room and you're yeah. like, oh God? No, this I always... is going to be a spiral because I feel like I, everyone's complaint is I keep to myself. You're the only person with that complaint. I don't have a complaint. I don't know what you're hearing. What the fuck is wrong with your ears and your fucking brain? Just like you can't even identify tones properly. But I'm, just, I but I'm saying, you're... You say, sometimes you're lit up, and and if the if there's a topic at hand, you will talk in the green room. I've never known you to be like, why isn't Whitney talking? That's never been anything I've heard anybody say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what where you get this reputation of being the quiet lady. That's something you made up. No, I think a lot of people. Well, you wouldn't know because people act different around you. You don't know anyone's personality. I don't. When Mark Maron's around. Everyone's. I don't think Mark that's Maron's true. What are, you, what are you talking you about? Do, I'm just, I'm just a, an old man wandering a, around. Don't do this. What? I do think it's important that we're yeah. all in echelons where you have to recognize your impact on people. Because I, I find sometimes... I don't. I don't recognize it. But yeah, go ahead. You find what? You have some... You know what? You actually might not. You actually <laughs> I, I, might I, be... I don't Google my name. But do you not have a concept <laughs> that what? people are trying to impress you or... That... Sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, what do they want? <laughs> Your respect Why and love. Being... <laughs> I, I agree. It's dumb. They're never going to get it. No, that's not true. When I, I see did... someone trying to impress you, I'm like, ah, that when is did, so that? 2004. How's that happened? I, I but there I do but I am much more open now. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not running around trying to intimidate people. No. I don't know I don't under, I don't even understand how people get that. Like you don't, I don't do that with you. You're you so understand me. Mm-hmm. You've seen me, you've known me a long time. You know, we've been through things together despite not knowing each other that well, but we've been around each other for, you know, a long time. And you know, we were you know, we were in uh, La Jolla together. 
Do you feel like maybe you, <laughs> I will, we can play beat by beat, go through that if you'd like, but- um, There's nothing to go there's through. There's nothing I just, to go I, through. I was, but you are- it was, I, I, I was easily deterred. But do that's you what, think that you're what? equals to, like, I think that maybe you're resistant to being at the top of the food chain. I'm not at the top of the food chain. What's the food chain? What is winning? Okay. I think winning is um, uh, generally when you go to bed at night, being yeah. proud of your behavior that day. Behavior or work? What's the difference? <laughs> There's a big difference. <laughs> your behavior at work. Uh, um, well, no, I mean, my brain can do a lot of things over the course of a day, mm -hmm. I, which is like I've noticed before. It's like, you know, when I get to the comedy store, I've been through several days in my day and several <laughs> different, you know, like I've gone down and up. I've you do always things. show up like the, the guy from No Country for Old Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with yes. like the big, you're about to just shoot people yeah. with a cattle yeah. gun. With the prod, oh yeah, with that, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I'm that guy. Sometimes I do feel like that, the audience. Like, what's so happening? Much, yeah. In my mind. Uh, but I don't always know, like I do know, I don't take it in that much. I see what, you know, what effect I have on my audience, you know, by, by feedback and emails and stuff. But in terms of comedy, I do understand that. You know, I've facilitated something and was at the beginning of something that a lot of comics respect. And I think my comedy is pretty well respected, but I still compare myself. I, sp I still compare and despair. I think and any I don't good even, comic does. But I don't even want what people have. But that do doesn't mean you can't get better by comparing if you're at the gym. I don't know if I'm getting better. I just like I just like feed on a resentment and I judge and, and I you know I wonder like why 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 don't that many people want to see me? And then I'm like, well, why would they? Well, there's something so cool about people knowing you so well that yeah. and I'm excited to get to this point. And, that, and I know talking about TV is so boring and gross, but right. I used to always say like, you know, the best, the funniest jokes on any sitcom or TV, like fa I loved Family Ties growing yeah, up. Sure. Um, because it's like you knew the character so well, someone yeah. could just say something to Michael J. Fox's character, Alex B. Keaton, and everyone would laugh. Yeah. Because they just knew right. him so well that yeah. they knew this was going to be funny. It's uh, like yeah. people know you so well. Like the other night when you went, yeah. I watched Euphoria. And I, sorry, I don't want to botch your joke, but you're like, I was like, should I be watching this? Like, it was so funny because we all know you so well. We yeah. know you're a good person. We yeah. know what you've been through. Yeah. Like, if I had said that, it wouldn't have been that, you know, right. I think there's certain jokes, for lack of a better word, you can only do at this stage of your career because people that's right. know you so well. I think that's right. But that's what you work for, right? Totally. So I feel yeah. like you're just in this fucking surfing this wave that is so fun to watch. Yeah, but and, and I'm and I appreciate it, and I know I'm in that, and I'm happy about it most nights. But that doesn't mean I don't think that other comics are judging me. You think you have comics you think are judging you. Whoever's judging you, whoever wants you to fail. I literally like. I think there are some big comics that, and the problem is, is like, like I, I fucking, I, I don't respect them either. And I, and I know that they're they're sort of like they think what I do is something different than what they do. And I'm I'm just a fucking comic man. Yeah. I mean I do funny shit. Mm -hmm. But like when I see established people that just have joke churning personalities and make billions of dollars, yeah. I'm like go fuck yourself. But I mean, I, where's the risk in that? But I think it. My guess is they look at you and go, oh, he's so fucking respected. I want that. Really. Yeah. Did you listen to that conversation I had with Jerry Seinfeld? I didn't. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> was that recent? Well, it was during the pandemic. It was okay. Okay. But but I just have always thought that like, you know, there's this an established crew 
of comics, both young and old, yeah. that operate at this level, where I'm I'm still this weird sort of like you know uh, 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 I'm still this guy fighting with himself in a nightclub, yeah, yeah. and these guys are sort of like doing you know whatever the hell they're doing to make money, and I just don't think of that. I don't think of that shit. You seem way happier to me. I am happier. So I wait, mean, so okay. Yeah, that kind of money. You'd have fucking Lyme disease. I just I went have, to the Hamptons. I have money. You I get, get Lyme disease. You get Lyme disease. You get Lyme. They the have thing. killer Here's bugs. The, uh, let me you just, could never have that much money. You would hate let, it. Let me just close that hatch or whatever the hell you said. I, uh, <laughs> if I had that kind of money, I still wouldn't go to the fucking Hamptons. All right. It's, and awful. I, <laughs> it's fucking I, awful. I have plenty of money in now and I don't do anything with it. Like a big day for me is when I get a new wooden spoon. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know what to do with money. <laughs> you really don't. No. But you're gonna uh, move to Canada. That's gonna be Hopefully. expensive. Um, I don't know. Like it's more of a retirement fantasy for when uh, for when you know we really can't say anything here. Do you feel like now that you're at this place uh, where <laughs> what? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm just saying now that you've like so, on some level mastered. I don't know if I'm allowed to use that word in uh, terms of like addictive impulses, like yeah. the whack a mole of like okay, sure, it's, bit, it's alcohol. Bit, yeah, bit. then it's you know maybe it's online shopping, maybe it's gambling, maybe it's eating. I don't whatever. have gambling. I don't have online shopping that much. Well, sometimes have... gambling addictions manifest other ways. Like, you know, sometimes it's, you know, uh, the sex addiction stuff. I got away with this. Can I get away with this? Oh. Uh, shoplifting is kind of, the, it's the same part of the brain as gambling. No, I get it. I get it. Like, Not uh, saying you have it. I don't have the porn thing. You know, like, but is and... adrenaline one for you? Because that's a big one for me. I don't know. Like, I exercise a lot now. And the eating thing is always ha- hard to manage, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I think I... Um... I don't have I don't have that much of a compulsive sexing. I think I you know I've always throughout my life from being a young Jewish boy worrying. Well, no, there's just like you know uh, masturbating is like a meal. You know, it's just something you do mm-hmm. like every day if you can. Yeah, knock it out. <laughs> it's healthy. Wait, okay, so that, but meals we're doing more than one a day, right? <laughs> yes, because that was the sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. No, you know how yeah. like meals. You know how you have like one a day. Yeah, like no, no, <laughs> no, no, that's not a thing. No, I eat okay. Everything's okay. My yeah. my uh, my addictions are are sort of okay. I find myself a little squirmy in my body though lately, and I, I can't figure it. out. I think it's just age. Mm-hmm. But what I mean, but I, I, why did we get here? Like with because the, I was just curious. I think that like for me, I find myself when I don't have predictable chaos, I will sort of fashion some for myself just to get that hit of adrenaline, and oh, adrenaline right. oh, turns oh, oh. into dopamine. So I find myself if I'm like really do you exercise in that? a pretty yes, and if I'm in an emotionally kind of sober place yeah. and I'm feeling my bored right, or right. I'm oh, feeling yeah, fuck it up, yeah. it, it's like if I need to be somewhere yeah. at four and it takes thirty minutes, I'll yeah. leave it. Yeah, I I wake up anxious about like I make that stuff in my head. Everything mm-hmm. like I have to tell myself during the day. It's sort of like, dude, you can it, take your time. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to fucking do. I'm like, no, like, I can't. I do don't. But you know, yeah, but I don't. That, those tools work yeah. really well, probably at some point in your life. They're getting there. They're getting there. Everything's getting there. You know. Yeah. And then, but do you have like I do really well with routine. I've started scheduling things that really helps me. Yeah. So that I'm not my main thing. I'm realizing is decision fatigue and the shame that comes with making the wrong decision at the buzzer. So like oh. I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'll wear these jeans and this shirt, and then I leave it. I'm like, that's fucking wrong jeans. These jeans. Why am I wearing these jeans today? These are the dumb jeans, the camel toe jeans. I can't wear these. And then I'm like, had I just so, and then I'm gonna beat myself in my day. so I. Have started this is so insane but um on my, no it's not insane i'm yeah. not gonna pathologize it it okay. works for me it's on all sundays right. i'll take two hours yeah. i'll make all my decisions for the week that i can make on so, sunday are you tell me you lay out your outfits on i sunday? hang them on a fucking thing i have a vintage bar from etsy with two bears on either side it has everything for, <laughs> for the week <laughs> just so i'm minimizing because de- for me to make a decision is too uh. it takes a lot of bandwidth it takes up a lot of like energy yeah. dollars i get that 
I mean, I'm de- I deal with something similar to that. Like, do you uh, use a lot of energy making small decisions? Well, I, it's just sort of, I, I have trained myself to do things. Like, the, the, the part of my brain that's like, you know, just do it wins more now. Mm-hmm. Like, with exercise and everything else. If I wake up, I'm like, I don't want to fucking, like, all of a sudden I'm, do- I'm dressed and I'm going. Uh-huh. So, like, the part of me that makes decisions is winning more now. And uh, in terms of pants and stuff, I don't know. I kind of commit to, you know, a couple of pairs of pants and a shoe or two. You know, you were ta- a shoe or two. Yeah. You know, who you were talking. Uh, I don't know who you're. I think it was Kate Berlant that you were talking to about performance artists. And yeah. Sometimes, you know, do you ever? I'm sure you don't listen to a ton of other podcasts, but no, I don't you know when someone's trying to think of something, when someone's yeah. like, "What's that person's name?" and yeah. I'll be like yelling it yeah. in the car. Marina Brahma, Marina Abramovic yeah. is someone that didn't come up that I am obsessed with. Yeah. And I don't know if you consider performance artist or not. Who cares? But um, uh, she has this manifesto. It's like an artist manifesto. Yeah. Right. It's probably a little too rigid and yeah. maybe a little bit self indulgent, but yeah. it's like every artist should have like three white shirts, three pairs of white pants. And I did it for like a year. And what did you get out of that? Why are you listening to her? I just. The lady that sat in the museum looking at people. I liked that. It was fine. I, I like it I all liked too. That to, but I, it's like, but like, why do we compare ourselves? Like, this. Is, that's not the art that we're doing. What is, it's like, you know, Einstein had two suits. I mean, who gives a fuck? You I, know, like, but I also like when people do different things than me. I think for the longest time, it's like, what the fuck is that? It's like, oh, you do that. So the world needs contrast. So it's like, oh, you get to be like, what if everyone was doing what you do? That would be way worse. Do you think? Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, but I, I've tried to design that so it, it, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to talk about specifically personal things so no one can hack me. But you do something so specific, like like I, when I came up with that Angel Factories joke, I had to text four people <laughs> to make sure they hadn't heard it. It's like Patton, uh, 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 Atel. Atel. I don't know if I got to. Yeah, maybe I did. But and and uh, Doug. I don't think it, yeah. Atel would do that one. Atel usually texts me with things like that, but I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. I Yeah, sometimes I'll check in with people, but yeah, no, I mean, I think also the longer we've been around, the more we're like, have I heard this or did I just think of this? And I think- Well, some things are just, you're, it's just it's just public domain, man. You know, once you start getting into public domain mm-hmm. shit, how, there's 10,000 fucking comics. Do I mean, you, it's who gets it wherever first. Do you ever feel like you're just, you mm. go to the store, just go in to like yeah. do stuff so people know you're doing that premise? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, kind of. I do. I, I do, but then like, but it's only a matter of time before someone else does it, and then you have to do the whole sort of like, no one knows who they are. Well, just also just like doing it, and I'm like, I'm do so people are like, okay, maybe I'll, you know, right? I got to change my or like we know she's been working out, sure. like where I'm always trying to play defense yeah, of yeah. people trying to just be shitty with me, so I'm just like, I'm gonna just go do it. So these people- are these people being shitty with you again. <laughs> I love it. You, you have I, no evidence. I love this take. It is actually so like that you're like you just think I'm like beloved is I love No, that. I don't think you're beloved. I know you're challenging. I think but, I should. I mean, I'm I And I know there's probably plenty of dudes who are like fuck her or this or that. Yeah, but that's fine, but I don't think the general audience, you know, comics are comics. Maybe they're, I'm still they're all, in the old trauma of it or something I, I still get that i mean i still get it too it's like you know what you know when uh when you know a, like sebastian goes on there and does mm-hmm. his bit yeah you know the uh the the the, the whatever he, he's funny but but i'm like i i know it's not so much that they're not going to like me it's sort of like i i'm not i'm i'm not what, you mean. what they're planning on but and I i'm gonna go that. out there isn't that what's so fun about it though because sure. it's like because if you're doing sure. obviously like our fans are like amazing and when you know I'm just not an illusion that someone's my fan and no one else's yeah. you know I'm like I still have to you know bring it when you know people come to shows but I like doing stand up 
for people that weren't there to see me. Cause sure, I, of course, that's a real job. Yeah, yeah. like and, and, I kind of like yeah. it where I'm like, Sebastian just murdered or Marin just murdered. Yeah. Like, here we go. Yeah. This is not what they sign up for, but we let's can see also, if I can get them. Most of the time we can follow each other, I think. You know, I'm not hard to follow, really. But Sebastian can be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... He's kind of the only one, I think, right now that's Well, a I tricky. feel like when Joey Diaz was at the store, that was a... I would like stretch before I went on after yeah. Joey. It was yeah. always like, Jesus Christ, man. Like people would get yeah. up and just leave. But I think that, yeah, I just definitely. I mean, the whole tone of the store has changed since then. Yeah, I definitely just don't want to get in the habit of like, I kill. And if my audience, if you guys don't get it, mine does. It's like. No, I like going out and getting them. But like if when I'm thinking, my jokes right now, like it's always with me. It's sort of like, I'll just do this stuff that I know everyone can relate to. My dad's dementia. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out there and sort of talk about anything <laughs> cute. Like, I don't have that go-to, like, this will always work bit. <laughs> you just have a buoyancy about you right now that's really interesting. Yeah, you too. Fun. What is that about? I don't know. Maybe we, like, um, had a brush with death uh, over the pandemic, and then we had grief. I didn't have a brush with death. I Yeah, someone died, but I didn't have a personal brush with death. Did right. you have a brush with well, death? Well, I just mean with just, like, the oh, in oh. the beginning of the pandemic, I think we when we were, like, wiping down our groceries, and it was just, like, you know. Well, let's go back again. So, you know, you have all the success and everything, but, like, I just remember during, there were times where it might have been during the pandemic or right before where people were like, is she okay? <laughs> Yeah. So it was never like, fuck her, or I hope she fails. It's like, what's going on with Whitney? I'm like, I don't know. Tell me about yeah, it. I know. And I then dyed like, my hair blue, and everyone like lost their minds. But you dyed your hair blue. You were sitting on hoses. You were in mud. It was- Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, what did you fucking think was going to happen? A lot of people blew their brains out, too. I'm the fucking sick one. A lot no, of people I were doing just Zoom. Co- I didn't do one Zoom comedy show. Me okay. neither. I would like. I didn't do one outdoor one. People that were doing Zoom comedy shows were like, what's wrong with Whitney? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I dyed my hair a bunch of different colors because all my friends were losing their jobs yeah. as hair artists. And I was like, yeah, why not have fucking blue, purple, pink hair? Yeah. Why the fuck not? No, I get it. Yeah. You know, but I think that. um. And then, uh, and then I got COVID really bad, and I probably should not have been on social media when I was on COVID and edibles and stuff. So that probably had something to do with it. And then also, oh, yeah. it was also just like the pandemic. And I was sure. like, when else are we going to be able to be this? Yeah. This is the only opportunity I'm going to have to ever have a childhood. And I yeah. like, went for it. Oh, okay. And um, it was interesting to watch how upset people got about it. I was like, is this because I'm just in my 30s and childless, and I'm not supposed to have this I, much I fun? Felt, I, I, don't think, I didn't feel upset. There, you know, I think my innate was sort of like concern, but but, but what was the con- that I'm? I was actually smiling for the first time. Like, no, what no, was no, everyone's? No. The concern was is like, is she, no. Whenever this happens, because it's happened before in yeah. our business, and it's ha- you know you reach a certain age where you're sort of like, is this a manic episode? Yeah. Is she? You know what I mean? Like you know, we, but you're. I can understand what you're saying, and I wasn't yeah. judging, but yeah. I, the, the it was concern though. I wasn't think it's it? interesting. No, I think it's interesting because I think I I. I got a lot of that and I don't know, you know, it was interesting because a lot of people that were judgy about it, I was like, you've always been fucking mean to me. Like, you've always been shitty to me. Yeah, Yeah, I might be having a manic episode because everyone in this fucking business has been so shitty to me. It'd be weird if I didn't have one. And it's then pronounced by the fact that now, just because my hair is blue, you've decided I, like, I'm on meth. Like, it just was like. I think it was Adderall. I took Adderall to write my book. Oh, yeah. How was that? I mean... When's the book? Is writing, it out? Oh, no. This was years oh, yeah, ago. Oh, yeah. My book came out on the day of the Vegas shooting. Oh, good. Good timing. Yeah. So I had a book come out on, in the same month as 9-11. That's great. 
really i still haven't made the uh, thirty thousand dollars back that they paid me up <laughs> did, wait did you were you scheduled to do press and then you couldn't because of 9-11 i don't remember how it, did we push or it were out all the bit? book was the publisher's office in one of the buildings no 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 but it was just around that time i think and uh it was a it was the jerusalem syndrome and it just it, books are terrible terrible <laughs> just, Truly. Like, I, I just don't you know you, you it takes everything you have mm-hmm. you know usually at, at the level we're at you'll get a good you know, offer and you'll take it. But I, I knew going into the last book I did, like we're never making that money back. I think the never best, making that money back. I think the best thing was transcribing your interviews. Those are good. That's I mean, a good that's, book. Uh, but even that should have been better. Wonderful. Sold better. Yeah. But like, that's so much better than sitting down and writing something because well, you're not so you took overthinking it. Adderall during the book writing. Yeah, that was ages ago. Yeah. But I've been prescribed Adderall um, <sighs> for to sleep <laughs> before because yeah. I I have a little bit of mania. You know, I have like such bad ADD and mania. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. So you have but mania Adderall, without the bottom. But here's what's so uh, it no it, no depression. It, it um I'll answer that in a second. Yeah, but. It annoys me when people insult you without yeah. even an understanding of what they're saying. So yeah. someone's like, oh, she's so manic. She must be on Adderall. When you have ADD, Adderall actually calms you down. Yeah. It doesn't make you manic. Right. So it's, you yeah. don't even know the science behind your insult, which also really fucking, you know. <laughs> I d- but I don't, I but think, also, hold on. I think people were genuinely concerned. Everyone in LA is on Adderall. These are people that are microdosing LSD four times I a know, day. I know, I know. I'm not one of those people, but I, I see like, I have rose colored glasses on. I'm not. On yep. the, I'm not on the pulse like you. I'm not talking to the monsters. I'm talking to you. But you're also w- hitting me at a time where it's the first time I've decided, uh-huh. like, I'm just going to start standing up for myself because yeah. I, like, take so much shit and I'm yeah. happy to. I, like, really don't care. From just general, like, you're just talking about, you know, social media platforms, like, vague you know, where's the shit coming from? I still, we haven't really isolated that, but I, I'm, I'm hearing a lot about the shit you're taking. <laughs> I don't, I, like, I. Is I'm it on Twitter? Stunned. Or is it on. Because I don't think you're gaslighting me. Um, yeah, I, there's a pretty, I think that since I've publicly failed a little bit, people yeah. are like, oh, she's had, she's been humbled. Like, we don't have. But where do you see this on social media or, or like, you know, like, I'm. People also like love telling me. They do? They'll they tell you it. to your face? People like, oh, like, hey, they're just jealous. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, don't worry about them. You're like, can I tell you something? Every comedian that's successful, other comedians hate them. It's not, it's like, this is just. Yeah. And you're like, what? Like, yeah. I, people love telling me that too. People will be like, hey, I just want you to know, like, I defend you. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Like, so I have no idea. I'm like in this weird paranoid okay. bubble where okay, I probably right. have okay. no clue. Right. I get it. And okay. But now you're have... standing up for yourself. Not standing up for myself, just pushing back. Sure, on like, sure. You know, because yeah. I do the roast and stuff, and I think nothing's funnier than calling like a skinny man a girl like a crackhead. Like, yeah, I would sure. be the first to do it, yeah, you know? Right. But I think that it gets tricky within the podcast format when you're like, oh, wait, I could make a joke to diffuse that of like, yeah, because I'm a drug addict, or I have to like actually like not be a punching bag and like respond thoughtfully sure. I yeah, don't yeah, know. yeah well yeah but also it's not if it's not coming at you like a roast and just sort of like this weird kind yeah. of condescending concern people are like, like hey because well, I, I have people a- in my family that are legitimately on drugs in a way that is like a daily is that person still alive yeah so it's like when people are like oh so she on drugs i'm like if you only knew <laughs> yeah how much i'm not on drugs given what i come from well, what the, can i ask you a question and sure. we, we don't have to leave it in if you don't want to but like i think your sister dm me once or twice yes i'm sure she did i'm really sorry about that i right, wouldn't have to talk about no that. no no but it's like um it uh i'm so sorry um yeah that's the nightmare. I'm sorry that happened. It's okay. I'm that. sorry. I no, didn't it's okay. To... I'm so, no, I just. It's like I'm so glad someone's using the Kleenex. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I do have a... I, I think people are a little less hard on me now because people have started like learning about that yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, sorry. I'm, no, I'm so sorry. It's I derailed so, everything. No, it's it's just like, it's so fucking embarrassing. Oh. Like, I just don't, like, it's like, and I th- I'm glad you brought it up, but um, yeah. I think that like, I'm almost um, in a place where I like talking about how mean people have been to me, and yeah. I and I and I know I'm putting people in a situation where they have to go like, no, they're not people. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm really not trying to get. Look, and I know because like we used to have a comment board on the old website. And anytime a woman comedian would come on my show, it was like relentless. Of course, and I and I couldn't even I couldn't even understand it. Of course, and by the way, so that's just there all the time. Hundred percent, right. which I'm actually have no umbrage with. Like right. I have no, I mean, I'm sure people do it to guys too. I've done, I mean, I've well, done no, Rogan. It's ba- it, no, it's bad. I've it's done bad. Rogan. I've had docs. I've had, I mean, I've, I've had yeah. people show up at my house. Like, right, I, you know. So, but I think that to me, the reason I like talking about um you know being polarizing or yeah. not being everyone's cup of tea or right people either fuck with me or they don't and right. i'm kind of like okay with that because right. i know wh- how i am operating when i'm don't like someone i know right. exactly why yeah they're holding a mirror up to me i'm jealous of that person this person has something i don't have or this person is doing it the fucking easy way and i did it the fucking hard way and fuck this person like i yeah. and i didn't have to do it the hard way i yeah. chose to do it that way like yeah. i am clear for the most part when i um am activated by someone yeah. or oh this person is like hot right. and cold that's right. how my mom was like I, yeah. you know, that's why i'm magnetically in love with this person yeah. so um and i also like roll my eyes at tryhards i'm a tryhard but yeah. i'm embarrassed about it so i'm like oh look at this fucking tryhard Mulaney's wearing a suit okay like yeah, yeah. i'm like yeah if i was yeah. doing arenas i would totally wear a fucking gorgeous yeah. suit you know yeah. like i want what you have got yeah. it um and uh but i think that i like talking about it because what i realized that is so like i almost have sympathy for the people that need to hate me to feel good about themselves because uh-huh. I think the funnier thing is like I just kind of started finding out about it. Yeah. <laughs> like it didn't even hurt me because I'm, you know, I think like a lot of us, like I'm so inherently heartbroken, like as a person that yeah. like nothing hurts me. Yeah. Like it's really hard to hurt me. Yeah. And maybe that's why I'm, that's, I think a lot of the time where I'm like, oh, give it to me. Right. Like I can take it. You know, yeah, don't yeah, give yeah. it to Laura Bites. Don't give it to, you know, yeah, like yeah. give it to me. Don't yeah. give it to Esther. Don't give it to Annie. Like I can take it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think I tend to kind of go like with the Tim Dillons and Rogan. All these. I'm like, just make fun of me. Like yeah. I'll be the punchline. Yeah. I love it. Like I do the roasts. Like right. I'm used to this. Like yeah. I'm weirdly bulletproof because I have such an inherently like broken heart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's why I don't take it too. But with personally. all, but with all that self awareness, then in terms of why you resent people and where you're at in your life, I mean, what about that broken heart? <laughs> so what do you, you don't like? Are you able to have a, a vulnerability that's uh, that's positive? It's hard because, and maybe you relate to this because I went through um, losing someone a couple years yeah. ago as well. Not the same situation. Yeah. And I can't imagine. Um, but there's something wild that happens when like the Damocles sword has fallen yeah. and the shoe has dropped yeah. where like no one has any leverage with you. That's anymore. true. That's true. Like, so they're... like I'm going to leave. You're like, are you going to leave? Yeah. Right. You're not going to get this job. Am I not going to get the job? Yeah. yeah. Like, like you I, don't there, give a fuck. There's something yeah. kind of amazing about it. Um, in freeing because I see so many people with this the... liberating, liberating about the heartbreak. About well, I the see grief so many and... people where the worst is yet to come for them. 
and I'm like, what young people? Wait, your dad hasn't died yet? Oh shit! Like I feel bad for you. Like I've already had to like yeah. walk through that, and I, you know, get to move through the world like in a way because there's something about that kind of grief and that kind of pain that's weirdly like liberating. Not that I would wish it on everyone. Well, I think that's true though, and I think it's something that everyone's got coming. My both my parents are still alive. Actually, oddly, isn't that weird? Nuts. It's not. It's not going great. <laughs> they're not. It's, they're, they're, are they close by? No. Uh, my dad's in Albuquerque. My mom's in Florida. Do you uh, see them often? I go to see him. Yeah, I, I've, I'm showing up for him somehow. Yeah, even though it was fucked up and weird with us, but it, you know, it's fine. I something that really helped me was yeah. just asking my primary caretakers like questions because yeah. it like never occurred to me because yeah. you're the you know and like the forgiveness is like I think you said like how do you what makes you happier so you said something to the fact that when I can forgive people that's like my new drug like mm. I get high on forgiveness when you can really do it when you can really like I forgive others not because they deserve forgiveness but can you do it in your heart I can I do I did um, does it this, take work I did an eight uh, month attachment strategy course with this guy George Haas he used to be at that place against the stream uh, which I think closed this place in LA uh. but you inst- I've always struggled with meditating I know most people don't have time I get fucking bored okay so the name of the the, the... his name is George Haas okay. H-A-A-S okay and, and the... he does he helps you figure a- out your atta- like attachment strategy which I'm sure you know yours nothing. nothing what does it mean so there's a couple attachment strategies fearful avoidant preoccupied like love addiction Yes. Okay. But everyone's secure attachment is one, right, which right. probably isn't. You're withholding uh, or you're not, uh, the other one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like if you're preoccupied, I might be fearful avoidant. Uh-huh, yeah. If you're fearful avoidant, I, yeah. I might be dismissive. You know, so everyone's got a different sort of strategy that has worked for a, them. A, a different way of loving. Yeah. <laughs> or what cope, conflict. No, c- conflict. I know. Of I know. like if there's conflict. And then the love language, mine is just uh, actions and um, acts of service, which is very few people's. Words mean literally nothing to me so but also like what really becomes the tricky thing about it is like what when are you experiencing you know a a vulnerability and a love that is genuine and that you can trust because all this other dancing around it i mean all that stuff after a certain point it seems like you've kind of landed on that it's just these patterns that we engage in to avoid it i've never i feel kind of lucky for this i have never viewed um partnering as something that would be forever i've never sure. i've literally never yeah. i guess i saw so many divorces as a kid like no, i feel two, that i feel that i was like yeah. two years that's awesome sure yeah i've never been like thought a relationship was a failure like yeah. i've never looked at it that way yeah i don't staying I don't, in it would be such a bigger failure if it's wrong yeah i've never thought about forever until i want to get out I mean, do you it's like this is going on forever? Like, okay. like, you know, to me, I'm like, if this goes for a year, we're, we're winners. You know, if this goes for two years. Yeah, I don't I don't have that, uh-huh. I, you know, but I, I do like lately. I just judge it on like, is this easy and OK? I mean, is this like satisfying? You know, because like, there's some part of me that maybe I'm cynical, but there is some part of me that I'm like, I might never get to whatever it is that people are trying to get. Or you might have it already, but you maybe. Just... But I, I do know when I'm capable of being open and mm-hmm. holding it open, mm-hmm. and I have you know whatever my broken heart will enable. But sometimes it's just a little bit at a time or whatever. But I'm not one of those people that's going to be like selfless, moving through the world. It's just not the you know. I'm so sorry. I started crying on your podcast. Why I'm not? Okay. I, I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want you to feel bad. I think that's all it is. 
What, that you have a heart and emotions? No, I just think <laughs> seeing a woman cry, from what I understand, is very stressful <laughs> for men or very erotic or hot. I don't know. I, I don't want to get an erection. Okay, I'll fight it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else it is? I think I'm just like, yeah. I think that I like to just arrange my life around doing things that need to be done yeah. so that I'm not thinking about what I should be doing. Right. So what, I think for me, the idea of like, am I in the right thing? Am I not? I, I is one of the program tools I use, and I'm fine talking about being an Al-Anon and uh, adult children of alcoholics, um, which is like, I will schedule my worrying. I'll, if I'm in a relationship and I'm like, oh, should I be in? Instead of questioning it every single day, which is my default, is this good? Is this bad? Wait a second. Why did he just say that? Wait, what? Really? Yeah. yeah your you craft? Do... Okay. Well, now I have to rethink everything. You, but do you do that really? You're spinning around that much all day long? Oh, yeah. You know, the tiniest thing. Oh, of course. Vacillating, vacillating all day. Am oh, I safe? Oh. Am I safe? Is this right? Is that, am I still oh, respect this? Oh, it's constant. But I am also able to, I, I did go on 10 milligrams of Prozac, which was a total miracle for me personally, really? at least for now, because of the. Yeah. The perseverating, yeah, yeah, just the per unnecessary perseverating that benefited no one, which to answer your question about the depression thing, I never, yeah. um, I don't believe I have depression. Yeah. I have many, um, don't be jealous, I have many th things, but um, apparently one <sighs> of the symptoms of depression, which Gary Goldman um, helped me understand, was yeah. also um, going on a loop. Yeah. So having a conversation with Mark Marin, getting in my car and go, why the fuck did you say that? Why, yeah. why did you fucking do that? Now he thinks you're an idiot. Okay, so next time you see him, you should say this. What if you send him flowers on your birthday? Just trying to control yeah. your perception of me and the after the afterburn. Right. You know, and that's part of depression. That is one of them. Yeah, that kind of like because it's keeping you insulated and isolated, and from I don't know depression. It seems like it's such a giant thing. Right. What What did you learn from the attachment strategy guy? couple things um you would in a month at a time forgive everyone in your family in your mm. meditations instead of just being like i'm gonna think about nothing you yeah. would do like i forgive you you forgive me i forgive myself there's a lot of crying involved in this not a ton mm. only on your podcast do I, cry? I haven't cried in a while that was that's, wild that's good that was crazy um it's a lot. So let's say you have an aunt, uh, Ruth, who, you know, maybe witnessed your abuse and did nothing, yeah, right. you know, like okay. those little resentments yeah. where we don't oh, even yeah. realize we sure. hold it. That wasn't even the abuser, right. Right. but they witnessed it and didn't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah. And sometimes we're even madder at those people, but we can't really articulate it. Right. And so like uncovering those resentments, because sometimes we're like the abuser or the person that was dysfunctional, we found compassion for mm. It's like, oh, they had addiction. They were an alcoholic. Hurt right. people, hurt people. Like, yeah. you know, they didn't have the tools. They got yeah, it honestly. Yeah. But then the person that witnessed it, what the the fuck was their deal yeah yeah but they didn't fucking do anything right but that's probably an unrecovered al-anon too right, right? so sure. it's like so forgiving even those people that you didn't even realize how drunk with rage you know intoxicated by anger you were with them or couldn't have any kind of like um uh relationship with them because there was that sort of wedge uh -huh. of why the fuck didn't you do anything like where were you yeah. and um even though they were in their own adult child responses and then you forgive yourself that's like a big thing i and know it sounds all this? dorky yeah like when i did my amend step in aca yeah um the first person i had to write an amends to was myself is a is like you know and, and that all holds <sighs> yeah the being hard on myself the self-depriving i mean a big thing with alanons is like you know we don't floss but we're helping other people move like yeah. we don't take care of ourselves in like very basic ways so when i got into alanon it was like a complete reparenting process like 
going to the dentist, going to the doctor, like very right because you let you you let yourself get uh, drained. You give yourself. Meanwhile, I'm like helping a guy move, and he's separated or not, you know, and like we're obsessing, you know, the three M's: mothering, micromanaging, and martyring on other people. Yet we're not flossing our own fucking teeth. Yeah, you know. So I really had to like reparent that way. So yeah, that did that did help me. Yeah. To to sort of um, apologize to myself for yeah. like I'm sorry the way I treated you because I treated you the way you were treated yeah. and I parented I took care of myself the way I was parented that's all I knew yeah you know it's yeah. like it didn't even occur to me to like make my bed and like you know just oh see I like yeah I did that stuff early in recovery I was told I was taught to make my bed so like I do that and I do that every day and I brush my teeth no matter what and I exercise like all these I was I cried last night. When I watched, uh, I watched um, Days of Wine and Roses. Wow! With, with Jack Lemmon and Lee I know Remett. it. And I remember when I first went to Al-Anon, my sponsor told me to watch it. And like, it's the the best AA movie, and it's so fucking on the money. And like, and it was like, it was devastating. And I, you know, this this woman I've been hanging out with, she had never seen it, and and I don't know why it was on Criterion, and I'm like, let's watch it, and I'm just sort of like, oh my god, it just gutted me. Yeah. But it gutted me at the same time that I get gutted when I listen to people tell their stories in the program. Mm-hmm. You know, when Jack Klugman shows up and says, you don't have to live this way, I'm like, oh my God. You know, it's just, you but don't I'm, have to feel like that ever again. Right. Yeah. But, and I'm so glad, though, that my brain has been washed like that. Like, I remember being in, in the rooms and some guy's talking about how... Uh, you know, when he first came in, he's like, you know, he's yelling at his sponsor. It's like, this is bullshit, man. This is brainwashing. And his sponsor said, your brain needs to be washed. It needs to be cleaned, yep. But like, you know, it's it's really kind of moving that that something in your life, however you put it together, has that kind of impact. And it's, and it's deeper than a decision. It's like in there. And I do a lot of, you know, things, you know, um, to reinforce that. But yeah. I, I think that like, Ultimately, I'm an energy conservationist first. Yeah. And, you know, I, the equine therapy stuff, it's a gala liberty training with horses. It's basically like equine therapy. Do you ride stuff. it in the horses it's, a lot? So we don't, it's not, the idea is you don't just get on a horse and ride no, it. No, but do you ride horses? It's, if it's consensual, I grew up doing it the wrong way. Like just you jump on a fucking oh, yeah, horse yeah. and it's it belongs to you and it does what you want and it's there right. to serve you only yeah. and it doesn't have a specific personality. Yeah. That's why they call horses they're broken. They break their spirits, yeah, you know. So yeah. we unbreak horses is uh, the idea to get their spirit back. But and, you're a horse rider. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, no, but <laughs> no. I mean, so I will. You so, know how to ride horses. Yes, I do. Yes, okay. that that is correct. Um, <laughs> but I choose not to unless it's consensual with them. So you can actually do a lot more amazing things with horses if you don't just jump on them. How do you develop a consensual uh, relationship with a horse? The same way you kind of would with anyone, mm-hmm. is you only do fifty percent of the work yeah. and make sure they like choose to be around you. So horses are such an incredible way to learn about yourself because yeah. they don't give a shit what you do. It's, they, it's a fairly impractical uh, therapy animal, though, like for traveling on planes and whatnot. <laughs> there has been a mini horse <laughs> on JetBlue. Okay, I feel like, um, but uh, but you know, it, it's we're ultimately you know, a prey animal. So, and they're all about conserving energy. So the real reason that horses, if you're like going in and I don't know if this horse likes me, I want to get a picture with it. What if this horse won't let me ride it? It just wants to get away from you because you're just exhausting. And it doesn't know when its next meal is going to be because it's relying on grass. So you're just too 
and they're so clear. They're so black and white. You know, yeah. they don't go, well, I need to talk to Mark Maron because he's famous. And what if he helps me get a TV show? So I'm just going to stay so here. So do you find that the horses want to see you fail? <laughs> I can. I thought you were going to be so on the same page, but I'm so like. No, stop it. Blown away. No, that no. I, I'm just maybe so- not so much anymore. Maybe I need to catch up to this. Like I just had this last special that came out I was w- bracing for the like backlash and yeah. there like was none and yeah. I was like oh maybe I'm out of the woods on but that but no no I'm, I was kidding about the horses but I mean in the sense that like because you say that they are sensitive to exhausting energy mm-hmm. so you're saying that part of your 50% is to somehow get to that level where that is not the case be someone yeah. that would be calming to be around yeah so they're only real the only way you can really cajole them is with serenity yeah. whereas dogs you can use treats cats you can use treats right but horses they can get food without you uh, with grass so they yeah. don't need that the only reward is serenity with them and right. peace so right. if you can't create some kind of like energetic peace within yourself they yeah. don't want to be near you so yeah. a lot of times just in the beginning when you start with someone you just like being terrible terrified is is not well they don't peace. but they don't know you're terrified of them they just think you're terrified so they're like oh there's a bobcat close by so now we're all stressed right out. right but but like if you're afraid of horses they're gonna read that as like i don't need this shit no right. you're, but you're but also they don't know why you'd be afraid of them because they don't have the intent to hurt you right well, so right, yeah, yeah. if you get too close to them you're hurting yourself which yeah. is a whole other conversation because it's like to me the one of the most amazing metaphors for codependence and entrenchment because yeah. we want to like snuggle a horse and then it steps on us and we're like hey, fuck. it's like yeah. no same thing with relationships it's like my you know i know we're not on video but my therapist always says relationships should be like this not yeah. like this right. you know yeah yeah if I, you th- yeah if you hold sand in the palm of your hand like this straight out yeah you can hold it forever but if you hold it like this you're gonna lose it it's so the idea go through your fingers so it's yeah. i had to literally i was so confused about the proximity that was yeah, healthy yeah, for yeah. intimacy yeah, yeah i would yeah. get so close to someone dangerous i yeah. would get in cages with tigers and hurt yeah. myself yeah and then be like why did you hurt me it's like well why the fuck did you get in a cage with a tiger right you know that's what alanon is right that's what codependent relationships are yeah you fucking hurt me. Well, you knew I was a tiger. That's yeah. why you like me. Yeah. You know, it's that dance. Yeah, and it's but human magnet syndrome. But and it's also not real intimacy. It's just no. It's like this weird kind of like contrition and rage and you know uh, forcing intimacy as adrenaline junkie shit, oversharing, trauma bonding. I mean, it's it's just recreating your childhood circumstances, mm. like Harville Hendricks 101. That yeah. book is amazing. Getting the love you want when yeah. you're just magnetically attracted to someone. Where are you at with this shit now? Dude, I am so fucking... I remember my um, therapist said to me once... Cause, uh, How many therapists do you I have? I have one therapist, and I don't even go that off. I mean, I do... I'm not, I'm not judgment. Okay. I mean, I just didn't... like. I mean, how many have you been through? You've been with a guy a long time? I feel a like woman? a woman. Yeah, I've yeah. been with her maybe 15 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing. Put me in Al-Anon. Her whole thing is like, oh, I don't want you coming back here. I want yeah. you to get better. Like, yeah, why are you, yeah. you know? So I am a 12-step bitch. I'm into free medicine. Yeah. Um, because... And also... Free pe- medicine? Free medicine. What does that mean? Well, just al- 12-step programs are just... Oh, okay. Got it. I got it. Free when medicine. I first went into programs, someone yeah. there were three things that made me understand why I needed to keep coming back. Because I did not want to come keep coming back. I thought I was perfect. I'm the nicest person alive. All I do is help people. Mm. I know my intentions. I just want to, you know, make everything perfect and cook everyone and help everyone all the time. And I didn't realize the pathological thoughtfulness. I didn't understand the whole people pleasing is a form of assholery. I didn't Uh. understand that if your motives aren't clean, you're actually just manipulating somebody. And you're so terrified of abandonment that you're going to be useful to them and nice to them so that they'll think you're a good person. Just be the good person that you are. Like, what is that? Like, you know, pathological gift giving, pathological. Sure. Sure, sure. Helpfulness, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
I have good news and bad news because I first went into Al-Anon basically to be like, oh, I'm going to go learn how to get my family members to stop drinking. Yeah. This is going to be so helpful. So when was that? That must have been when you yeah, were a long like time 13, ago. Yeah, 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 13 yeah. years ago or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll fix them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I have the whole, I got, yeah. I'm going to get all the, get like, the instructions. tools I yeah. need yeah, yeah. to get them sober. The like, book to help them out. They're going to, like, love this. <laughs> like, this is going to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and someone, uh, the guy that was sharing, he went, um, okay, I have good news and bad news. Yeah. Uh, the good news is that the war is over. The bad news is that you lost. <laughs> and I just, like, got, as soon as, it, like, got it. And yeah. then he said something where he's like, um, you know, codependents, we have a pathological thoughtfulness. We're pathologically thoughtful. Mm. And I was like, that I I understand what that means. Yeah. That's what I am. All I do is think about how to make someone's life better. Yeah. And then by the time I see them, I'm yeah. like, why the fuck? Ha- oh, this is how you're going to act after I've spent the whole day thinking, thinking about-, about you <laughs> yeah. and how to make your life better. And I've done yeah. all stuff they didn't ask for. Right. And it was just like, that's it. It's yeah. like we break our own hearts. Yeah. We set ourselves. Oh, up. that's we, interesting. That's that's our comfort zone. We create right. circumstances where there is no other choice. Right. To be the victim. So it's like, if you're not going to hurt me, I'm going to create it so that you just you are hurting yeah. me. Yeah. I'm going to recreate my childhood circumstances in this victim role because that's really comfortable for mm. me. I know how to do it. Yeah. You know, being treated well and like that is suspicious to me because also when you're raised by Al-Anons or any kind of Al-Anonism in your family, kindness is suspicious. It's exploitive. Because yeah. it's like, well, are you trying to manipulate of, me? Why yeah. are you trying to yes. be, why are you helping well, that's me? that's interesting. Well, but yeah, because it's like, it's oh, like, you screamed at me yesterday. Now you're like all nice and cheery and trying to make up for it. Well, yeah, I, I've been trying to figure that out too. Like I, I've, because I talk about my parents not really being capable of selfless love or nurturing, but they did worry constantly. But it was more sort of like, I hope nothing happens to to him because I don't know how that would affect me. <laughs> how could they? Though? I mean, like, yeah. what ha- have you gone into all the like family uh-huh. constellation stuff or the ancestral trauma stuff that bit, really helped me a bit? I mean, like, I I, I get it, you know, and it, it's and I can feel. That I'm not controlled by a lot of that stuff anymore. And, you know, things are like I know where I'm at and what I'm willing to risk and what I'm not, Mm. you know, in a way. You know what I really appreciate about you Mm. is that at least your fears are or the things you worry about are actually happening. Yeah. Like you're like we're running out of water. That's true. (laughs) Like that is actually true. (laughs) And I know you know all this, but I was talking to someone the other day because I'm working on this dog food that takes less water to make because yeah. a lot like meat is you know yeah. one of the biggest reasons we're having this drought almonds and almond milk and all avocados and that shit too but um every cow is two hundred sixty thousand yeah. gallons of water or something yeah. so it's like half cricket protein half, whatever we'll see right, right. um and uh and so uh i was talking to this guy who's like works in the water commission of california and i was like so the drought like how worried like well, what's yeah. this gonna be like are yeah. we gonna have to, are we gonna have like you can only shower three days a week like there's gonna start to be like laws rolling out right they're gonna start just cutting your sure. water and so um, he goes, oh, you know what? Um, I would put a pin in that and I would actually start worrying about the fact that half of the world's fertilizer is in Russia. And next year, if uh, we don't get it to South America, America will be in a legitimate famine. Oh, famine, right. Yeah, like right. a legitimate talking, famine. Yeah, yeah. And then a couple of years ago, uh, I was very in deep about how we're running out of sand. Sand. Mm-hmm. For... Sand. So China, all these countries that are building so to build glass, you have to use sand. Right. And we're run, literally running out of sand because so, sand is made by rivers over thousands of oceans, years. Yeah. 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 So I got obsessed with in India, there's this like sand mafia and they send people to the bottom of the ocean to get sand and then they just zoom off. They wow. take the sand and just leave them. Huh. So that you had, uh, you got into the sand problem. I, d- I get into these holes like you. keep you going. Yeah. Because I like to at least... 
you, I can build self-worth by going, well, at least you're worrying about something that's happening instead sure. of like, is does so-and-so like me? Yeah, I, I tend to, but I get really obsessed with dumb little shit. Like today I was Googling uh, t- uh two whole buttons like i needed what do you mean i I mean i get like the wooden spoon thing is a real thing like you know like like i'll get like i just walk into something like one i have these lacoste shirts that i've had forever and and i didn't wear them for years but now i'm sort of wearing them and one of them is missing a button and it's a very specific button on a lacoste polo Mm -hmm. so i'm like well where the fuck do you get these and my first thought was like well why don't you reach out to lacoste so i I emailed lacoste and said where do i get the two whole buttons on your polo shirts i've not heard back from lacoste so then i realized like maybe just look up two whole buttons so this morning i was looking up two whole buttons but it's like how big are these buttons so then i had to get download a online uh a tape measure because I don't have a fucking ruler to measure the button so now I got a 10 millimeter two hole button but I want it to be sunken a little bit so it looks like the buttons on the shirt well, like anyone would give a fuck a button with a ruler I, I mean, did I measured a button with a ruler but, see, but I do that <laughs> yeah, well you gotta get but I love that about you I think that this is also why you're such a brilliant comedian because you approach a joke the same way you approach that fucking button you well, know it's an ongoing conversation it's, yeah. you know like eventually more will be resolved and and that's why most of my jokes don't finish themselves for a year or two because they need to come together <laughs> the with the other is, stuff what's the last joke on a joke yeah I mean or like the last joke on a scene at least we call a button right oh that's funny that's true you know but like my things are always evolving but but so all that aside and outside of the famine. But I'm are the you same. Fine? I will worry about I've got. This. But, I, but I'm, I'm, I accept that about myself because it's better than, you know, it's better than crying sometimes. And also 2000 years ago, you would have been the most valuable person in the tribe. The guy like Googling buttons. Yeah. <laughs> get the get the button Googler over here because we're in trouble. You were the guy that wouldn't fucking <laughs> let shit slide. You yeah, were the yeah. guy that was like, this is a tiger print. And they're like, no, it's not. You're like, I'm telling you, a tiger lives but, here. But I do that for like, you know, maybe a couple hours and be like, well, I'm leaving. <laughs> And then you just go, I'm rich. Why don't I buy a new lacrosse? Lacrosse? I could. Yeah, the lacrosse. But no, but it's just sort of like, if you guys are going to sit here and fucking (laughs) not say there's going to tie, that's why I fucking, that's the only reason I I applied for uh, permanent residency was because I needed to take some sort of action that would, you know, that would make me feel better. If we're going to just be out running climate, like I don't have kids and and, and it looks like my money will hold up until I die. Mm -hmm. So like if, if the thing is like, you know, if I've earned a certain amount of peace of mind, you know, why not go find? it and if that means trying to outrun climate Mm -hmm. then i mean that's just the way it's going to be so and fascism so in my mind like i've been a lot better since i filed that application it Mm -hmm. may take two or three years to to process and i might not get in but i know i've taken an action where that escape fantasy is viable and it's based in reality it's not you know i'm not making shit up Mm -hmm. you know when when sebastian gets up there he's like there's water is anyone really worried about water do you actually shower like you're running out of water i'm like yes and we all should be, you know, like, I, I don't, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that I, I see what you mean. I, it, it's taken me a long time to not internalize comedians jokes. If I did that, I would just have jumped off a building by now. You know, like I always assume that whatever anyone's doing on stage is some exaggerated like sure. of thing. Course. Of because course. otherwise, every time someone gets off stage, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, you know. But there is a certain amount of denial and there is a certain amount of wrong-mindedness that I can identify. Mm-hmm. And I'm certainly no comedy cop and I and I enjoy people's acts. Yeah. But sometimes people are like, right? And I'm like, no, not really. No, not even Does close. anyone? Yeah. So what is the new special just come out? Just came out. Yes, sir. I paid for it myself and licensed it. Oh, how's that go for you? I think it went, it was a little bit 
nerve wracking, but it seemed like that was like, okay, this is the next thing to do. And you got do. all the boys to push it, the big shot, you got Rogan and everybody? I went on a bunch of podcasts, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that, you know. Well, I mean, but how did it, did, did it, how did it make? It's doing well yeah. as of now from what I know, but yeah. I think the first 90 days are a big, that's what matters, I oh, guess, to this okay. service okay. as of now. Yeah. Who so you don't shit? get a daily kind of like download mm. count? Mm-mm, no. Oh God. I told them, I was like, I don't want to, don't tell me, yeah. just give me like the, you know, top line. But apparently a thing that is good about it, which is honestly the best feedback yeah. I could get is uh, people are not, or, or people are finishing it. In the first sitting, and they're and they have to pay for it though, right? If it's on Netflix, yeah, it's just on Netflix. Oh, it's just on Netflix. Oh, so I you think, you made of, it and sold it to Netflix? Yes. Okay. I, I made see. it on my own because it was also during the pandemic, and it was like you know the. And what was that deal with them? So they didn't offer you a deal. You said, "Well, I'll just make one and you'll put it on." They're like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I could have licensed it to other places too, but it was kind of like, you know, at this time where it was like, oh, the insurance in order to shoot it yeah. right now, but like, let's just wait until, and I was like, I can't keep doing this material. And then I saw, you know, the last four specials yeah. I did showing up on all these other platforms. Like, how is it on Paramount Plus? Like, how is it on this? Where, yeah. Like, where are, why can't I even put these on my social Jesus media? Christ, I can't, my show Marin, four seasons of it, you can't watch it anywhere. So you should feel lucky. Can you know. buy it back? I think you, oh, I don't know. Wait, I'm sure IFC will have a, what was the studio? Fox so there, Studios, sh- next Fox 21 now. I wonder. I wonder if I could buy it back. Either you could buy it back or it's someone saving it to put on their streaming platform. But I know that a show that I did on Warner Brothers yeah. is not on like Netflix or, yeah. it, you know, because I It think- was on Netflix for a while. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it definitely got some juice and you can still buy it, but you can't buy it internationally. It's a weird thing. That's very annoying. Not on Amazon? Kind of, that's not on Amazon. That's very dumb. It was on Netflix for a while, but then it was like- not all of it was on Netflix Europe. Whatever. It's a good question, though. I wonder if we can get it back. I just, it's like kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, this day and age, you just want to be able to fucking put a clip yeah, of your, like, are you doing jokes? Watch this, watch this See thing. me in Columbus at the fucking whatever. I just got onto TikTok. I don't know what to do with it. I do. I've been thinking a lot about your TikTok presence. <laughs> you just saw it? I have. No, just because you've been talking about it. The only thing that I do with TikTok is it's like, clips from specials the way that we used to syndicate tv shows no i know that's what everyone's doing now but do you have a service that does it yes they cut them up and it's just like a minute yeah i can get that guy new people will discover you that are like that's just the new syndication and i don't complain about it because remember when we would make specials for comedy central and it would be four minutes no i get it and then a commercial i get it i get get, no i get it like they can like you can you hire the people and they can take you i have like a history of fucking you know content like they can take content like I have four or five specials embarrassment of riches the amount you kind of I mean if you, you want have enough content for three years right but you just hire someone to go find the jokes and then yep. put them up there and by the way and then go oh this is his bit about coyotes there was just a coyote attack in Arizona so and then it's going to get in the algorithm like and then it just kind of turns into a little bit of a you know a Tetris game I mean Carlin is literally trending on TikTok no I get it I can understand like putting old clips up and because there I'm most people don't know who I am really that's just a reality you know like I'm not like people know me but most like people don't want you to fail that's true but I mean but I'm still like a thing that people could see on their TikTok go who the fuck is this guy that can happen Mm-hmm. There's a whole generation or two. And I think that's a good thing. That's what I, you no, want. No, that's exactly. But yeah, when I, they see you doing stand-up, they're like, oh, this guy's a fucking genius. Right. Why would someone who's 15 or 18 know us? Right. You know? Exactly. So I, that, I'm I mean, not going to so, sit down and watch an hour. They're going to go, let me just get a taste. Let I get, get it. I get that. Know, I get a- that. So I reached out to somebody. He hasn't called me back. He hasn't emailed me back. Who's yeah. your company? Same people as Jeselnik? 
Uh, no, I don't think uh, so. Uh, I don't know who his are. He's I, Nick Kroll's guy. Yeah, I didn't even he, he's know he was Nick on his, guy. Well, he just he's... started. So Hi. Jeselnik's like, yeah, I just started doing it. And I'm like, who's your guy? He's like, I got Nick Kroll's guy. I'm like, well, can you talk to Nick Kroll guy about me? So I email the guy. Right. I email the guy that, you know, get, that told Je- Oh, he just got back to me. Oh, hi, Mark. Awesome to hear from you. <laughs> this is you in a nutshell. People are fucking against me, man. Oh, wait, they love me. No, it's, uh, no, no, it's just speaking to what you were saying. I just I wrote the guy. Oh, wait, I just didn't check my email. I wrote the guy yesterday and I was like, and I was worried. You know, I told him like about my IG and about, about, you know, uh, I just got on TikTok and it's verified. I don't know, and I said, and I, at the end, I said, tell me what you can do with the situation. <laughs> so then like, because I didn't hear back from him immediately, I'm like, maybe that was a little too forward. <laughs> like the guy's not running a business. But I remember why I'm nervous about asking like that. Why? Because one time, a million years ago, Kerry Hoffman, okay. the guy who used to run Stand Up New York and okay. manage, he was a half, you know, he's kind of a manager. He managed Zach Galifianakis at the beginning and he used to own Stand Up New York. Mm-hmm. And now I think he became a Frank Sinatra impersonator. But there was some weird thing uh, during a period of time where uh, I was unmanaged where he's like, or maybe Becky was just starting, man- but he approached me, said, how would you like me to co-manage you with, uh, with, uh, with uh, what's his name, Rollins? Uh, Henry? No, 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 no. Uh, Rollins and Joffe, the guy who used to represent Dick Cavett, Woody Allen. Yep, 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 yep. Jack Rollins. He was a producer and, 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 a, and a famous manager, Nichols and May. Like, he was a guy. But at this point, though, you know, he kind of wants to get back in the game a little bit. He's like 100 years old, right? And and I said, well, I'd like to meet him and, and, and talk to him. And so he has Rollins come out and see me, this old man. And he watched my stand-up, and the guy's like, yeah, you know, it's great. You just got to keep, take it all the way out there. D- don't stop, push it. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty good advice. And I still think about that because it's Rollins, Jack Rollins, right? So I'm supposed to have a lunch with the two of them, right? So I get there early, and old Jack Rollins is there, the 100-year-old man. And I just sat down without Carrie there. And, I, and, and this is about management. So I said to the guy, I said to him, well, what can you do for me? And and then you know Hoffman shows up and it's an awkward meeting and then afterwards he's like I should have gotten there sooner. You can't ask a guy like that what he can do for you. And I'm like what? And he's like yeah, it's not going to happen. It's too old. No, it was just like for some reason I wasn't looking at it correctly. Like I was looking at it selfishly. Like you know how how are you going to help me? You know do what you know I don't know what the fuck it was. Well, that to me is just you saying like so what's the plan? Exactly. I'm giving you ten percent exactly. of my money. Yeah, yeah. But what but, else is this meeting going to be? Right. I don't know. He wanted to. He thought like I was already in my thirties. He thought he was like just getting some kid who's going to like you know break. No, I don't know. that's I. So you I were give, completely in the right. That right. was a professional pro move. But but so when I say things like tell me what you can do for me, I, no, I get a little the way like you, you know, said it. It was funny. What can you do with this situation? Yeah, it's yeah. it's well, self-deprecating. Yeah, well, well, he got right back to me, but it was a day later. But that's okay. You know what? I, what do you, well, you this know is what a mean? Saturday. Well, but that, I, I get it. But yesterday was Friday. And also, I'm finding email. I check email once a day now. Oh, I don't yeah. check it incessantly like I used to. If I want to reach out to someone, I'll go, hey, can I text you? Yeah. Um, and then I'll even text on my computer as if it's email. But can I ask you a question what? just really quick about TikTok that helped me or say, tell, what helped me is to go, I'm not going to do lazy cheerleading and yeah. dancing. I'm not going to try to do what they do. I'm gonna do. You're not what gonna do I'm, a lip syncing or any of that shit. Not doing me any, neither. I not, just put a minute up of a kitten eating. <laughs> but what do we? What are we good at? What am I? Go, I'm a fucking know it all. Like I, 
like like little life hacks. Yeah. I'm like Southern, raised by Southern aunts. So it's like oh, yeah. the biggest video I think that I've done on there so far is just me going, the easiest way to cut a cake is actually yeah. just with dental floss. Uh-huh. And I and then it's like uh, it's like it's just useful. Yeah, we're like I, older. We're just useful. Okay, that we might can be, be useful. You can just be like, look, the best way to cook this is in olive oil. It's coconut oil. Here's why. Like they can be that simple. Um, Are we going a little longer because you feel bad for me because I cried? No, I'm just trying to figure out how to shut you up. Dismount. <laughs> Gracefully. Is that it? A ball gag. <laughs> I, I, it is weird when people are like, people will listen to my podcast. They'll be like, you talk a lot. I'm like. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. I'm kidding. I, 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 I had a nice conversation. Podcast. I don't I know think, what else to do. I think we've had an, a nice arc. I feel like you've, I, I feel like, you know, uh, I feel like it's finally maybe nap time. For, <laughs> Put me <laughs> down. Give me a tranquilizer. <laughs> no, I think the best version is your, of your podcast is when you're having a good time and when people are just like yeah. bringing out information in you. We had a good time. Okay. I feel like. Um, don't drive away from this thinking anything. And if there's anything you don't want in it, you tell me. No, you do what you do. I feel like I didn't finish a couple thoughts, but that's probably better. Well, if you want to, you know, text me later. No, I just. I'll do it in the intro. <laughs> I heard from Whitney, and she was very concerned that she left this dangling. <laughs> and I know we you wanted guys to. are on the edge of your seat. We needed to close this hatch. Wanting to know where that yeah, Al-Anon yeah. meeting was. Was not... it New Hampshire or Commonwealth? <laughs> she did not. What is it? Close the hatch on that one? <laughs> Shit. Cool. You know what's so annoying about that? I, actually, this is why I love you so much. Because I think you and I both love it when people not hold us accountable, but nothing gets past them like nothing fucking gets past you and i love that about you because when you can't get away with anything with someone there's something you just don't have to you can just yeah. like put all your fucking yeah you relax take your time yeah, and once off. it's established you can fucking just like, but you know relax. that i i had a neuroscientist on my podcast and he said close the hatch and i thought it was dumb when he said it and then i said it and of course you <laughs> fucking called me out on it and i was like i agree that it was dumb but and you then picked I it fucking up. said it. You picked it up. And then, of course, you, you fucking... It it's like you knew there was something inauthentic about that, <laughs> and you couldn't fucking just let it go. I, I just, <laughs> the, 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 the worst part of hey, it is you're fucking right. Hey, hey. Like, <sighs> hey, let's close the hatch on this. <laughs> you are... We're closing the hatch. That's what I We're say. We're doing when, it. When people... We're here's the it. thing I say about you. Last thing I'll say is when people... Are, it's know, a hydraulic hatch. If <laughs> anyone is ever like thinks you're rude to them or mean to them or anyone knows like Mark I don't know I'm like if he said something insulting to you chances are it was right <laughs> that's the problem with you is it like maybe he shouldn't have said it that way but he was correct oh. yeah. alright we're closing the hatch love you love you than too ever. oh you too that was exciting Whitney Cummings wow always a, a, a an exciting ride in terms of the uh the, the conversation Whitney Cummings jokes is now streaming on Netflix and I've got more actually to say about Whitney if you just hang out for a second so listen we did a little something different with the uh, bonus content on the full Marin this week when Whitney came over we talked for like two hours and there were a lot of tangents and digressions and stuff that went all over the place uh, so today, right alongside this episode, we released an additional 25 minutes of Extra Whitney. If you're subscribed to The Full Marin, that bonus episode is sitting in your feed right now. And if you haven't subscribed, click on the link in the episode description or go to WTFPod.com and click on WTF Plus. 
Next week, we have uh, Al Ruddy, producer of The Godfather, on Monday, and Sharon Van Etten uh, on Thursday. Ruddy was pretty exciting. He's like a, a, a very much an older guy, uh, and uh, it was it's interesting to see him get a little worked up at times. You, you know, and you could see why he was such a an effective producer. And Sharon Van Etten, I've been uh, kind of meaning to talk to for a long time, and she was finally off the road and able to uh, to come in, and it was. Uh, it was good. These are these are good conversations. I'm in Tucson, Arizona at the Rialto Theater on September 16th. Phoenix, Arizona at Stand Up Live on September 17th. Boulder, Colorado at the Boulder Theater on September 22nd. Fort Collins, Colorado at the Lincoln Center on September 23rd. And Toronto, Ontario at the Queen Elizabeth Theater on September 30th and October 1st. I'll be in London, England at the Bloomsbury Theater Saturday and Sunday, October 22nd and 23rd. And I'll be in Dublin, Ireland at Vicker Street, Wednesday, October 26th. I have dates in November and December in Oklahoma City, Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, Eugene, Oregon, Bend, Oregon, Asheville, North Carolina, and Nashville, Tennessee. And my HBO special taping at Town Hall in New York City is on Thursday, December 8th. Go to WTFPod.com slash tour for all dates and ticket info. We're going to go back into the vault. We're not going to, I'm not going to deny you guitar just because I'm on the road. We're going to pull a, we're going to pull a Marin, a classic guitar riff out. Boomer lives. Monkey, LaFonda, cat angels everywhere.